Google really pays attention to putting the best answer to the query they can. And this way they had to evaluate the content much better than they used to do in the past. And this is probably why on-page optimization has bigger impact than it used to have. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. But before we go to the podcast, my name is Peter and I'm your host. I'm an SEO myself. I help internal and external teams in companies, startups, and agencies move their SEO a step forward. If you're looking for an SEO audit or help with your SEO strategy, find me at seos.si. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the podcast that brings you the best marketing conference speakers, sum up their presentations at the podcast and gives them to you in a short time slot. My name is Peter and we are back. It's been almost a day, almost exactly to the day uh, of the the recording of this podcast since we've stopped doing the podcast. In 2020, March, it was the time where all of the conferences were more or less cancelled and there was nothing for us to report on. So I've waited. The, the pause was a bit longer than I anticipated. I thought that we we're going to wait for a couple of months, but this is something that we can say for the whole Corona um, time. It's a bit longer than we anticipated. Um, but we are back and coming back with a big bang. I'm very glad that we have uh, Michal Suski here with us today. Michal from uh, Surfer SEO or Surfer. Um, SEO tool that Michal is going to tell us all about it. Michal, hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. That's a big pleasure for me to to be on the restart of the podcast, the first guest interview. That's a huge thing for me. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. You're very, very welcome. It's it's great that conferences have come back. I know that in the last year we had conferences, but you know we had to. Uh, unlearn on how to be physically at conferences and learning learn to how to be uh, online on conferences. You were you spoke in a couple of uh, conferences in the last year. How is your feeling about how did the getting going to the conference change? Is it better? Is it different? What do you feel? It is definitely different, and I well I kind of like it, uh, but I also don't like that we cannot meet in person and do those long hours of discussions after the stage is empty. Uh, So yeah, I miss that part a lot. However, regarding the online conferences, there is this big impact on presentations quality, I think, because like everyone goes to the conference now, I mean, goes uh, to the conference uh, to uh, get the best information out of the stage. And speakers uh, have to like push their limits uh, to deliver the best piece of information they can. And I feel like it's it's beneficial to the whole industry that now everyone concentrates 100% on the presentation itself. So uh, yeah, the bar mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. raised a little bit. So that's that's kind of cool about it. 
Yeah, there's, there is less fluff and the audio should be the most important part and because of that, the message must be clearer. But of course, as we used to say, after 10 p.m. at the bars, the best links were sold. So probably this is what yeah. we're uh, missing on. Right? That's true. The networking part of the conferences was like, like, in the past, it was the biggest incentive for me to do, go to, for the conference, to do the networking, to meet people and make those deals you mentioned right now. I'm missing it a lot. Yeah, I would agree. You're uh, located in Poland. How is Poland? Are you allowed to go out? Are you allowed to able to go for a beer uh, outside? Mm, yeah, so it's not that bad. So we can go out. We can like walk to the park, uh, do hiking and so on. However, we cannot go to the bar and have a beer. The bars are closed and it's like only delivery. So yeah, you can have a meal, but you, you, you have to have it at home, which, uh, well, that's fine, but better than nothing. Yeah, that's uh, how most of the Europe or most of the world is working right now. All right, my, uh, Michal, you are the co-founder at Surfer. Tell us a bit about what Surfer is, what it does. Sure, sure. So Surfer is a content intelligence tool. It takes you from execution and ideation. So it streamlines the whole process of content creation and stretching your domain in the right direction. So Google can really treat you as an expert in specific industry. And the combination of tools that we have is made just for that. So you can do the ideation process and then execute the content creation with the SEO friendly approach in place. So that's what we do. It seems that there was a shift in the SEO, in the way how SEO is done in the last couple of years, sort of from the backlinking to the on-site, to the specific on-site. How do you see that and how Surfer fits into that? Yeah, so during the last couple of years, it turned out that Google really pays attention to putting the best answer to the query they can. And this way they had to evaluate the content much better than they used to do in the past. And this is probably why on-page optimization has bigger impact than it used to have like 10 years ago. So that's definitely a major change. And especially because Google invested tons of money into, for example, NLP with the bird update and so on. So they, they just keep on learning how to understand the content much better. And this is why the content just has to be pinpoint when you want to really uh, not only rank, but maintain rankings. This is pretty, pretty important these days. So yeah, I feel like Surfer uh, hit the nail in the head uh, regarding the date of premiere of the tool and uh, the early stage growth and so on. So I'm really happy about uh, the timing of releasing the tool and yeah, everything around it really before we go to the conference to your presentation we are nearing the time where the web web vitals are going to become an important factor in seo how do you think that that is going to influence a factor in seo so how do you think that is going to influence yeah. what we're doing first of all we have to we have to know that google ch cannot shuffle the search results entirely and even though it may be important ranking factor they can't afford on uh, like completely reversing the search results. Right now, they, they present the best answer they can. And if the core web vitals will become like 80% of their algorithm, most likely we will end up with totally messed search results, which they cannot afford. So it will be, my opinion on this is that they will be doing this shift in a, in a period of time. So 
it may it, its impact may be growing over time. However, we cannot expect like in May or whenever they will release it uh, for real, we cannot expect like a massive change in the search results. It can be significant, but it won't be like overhauled. Sort of similar to the previous announced changes where we were waiting for Doomsday, but it never came, right? Yeah. So I've invited you to the podcast because you spoke at the SEO Conf 2021 uh, with a presentation called Data-Driven Content Strategy for Any Business That Google Will Love. That's a big uh, title, uh, especially for the any business that Google will love. Usually I would ask you how the conference was and how was being at the conference, but because the conference is online, there's just no uh, nothing to say. So, you know, I'll just uh, let you directly go into your presentations. Michal, here are your five minutes. Sure. So I try to record the presentation uh, in the way like I'm not sitting uh, in front of the microphone, but... I actually arranged a stage and had a projector putting the slides on the wall. So at least it feels a little bit more like on the real presentation. So that's kind of, I think that's cool. Uh, and regarding the presentation itself, I created a four takeaways from that presentation. And the first one is growing topical relevance based on data. So it's all about not throwing topics on your page from your gut feeling. So you decide, okay, I will write about this and I will write about that. Instead, you should list your ra top ranking competitors and export their visibility to find out which topics bring them a lot of traffic. And you can find this way lookalike topics and stretching your content by covering those most common topics first will take you to the uh, to the stage where you can start the snowball effect that I will explain in a in a few moments. And regarding how to actually make it happen is that you have to leverage the keywords clustering, which is all about that. I mean, the whole presentation is about the creating the right keywords cluster for your domain so you are an expert in the niche that you want to be performing the best and of course there are many ways of keywords clustering i have four prepared and two of them are rather uh, gut feeling based and the other two are based on the google algorithms itself and i will just quickly mention that you can do clustering manually or semantically to find out the semantic commonness and these two types are rather manual for small projects that you know the industry well so you can connect those clusters together i mean those keywords um, and regarding those two more advanced methods that incorporates google algorithm into the equation is that you can use either search results of two keywords to compare whether they have the same urls ranked for both and this way you can decide okay if google presents the same content you can write for both keywords together and that's one way and the other way is comparing sets of keywords that pages rank for and if there is a big overlap between two sets of keywords that google rank the same content you can decide okay definitely these keywords are related and i can tackle them within the same article within the same url in general and what is important in that is that google creates clusters too and how google creates clusters basically by ranking pages on a multiple keywords and as you know from your experience page can be ranking on dozens or even hundreds of keywords according to a case study there is this case study somewhere on the web you can find it out 
but basically the clusters can be big and Google cluster keywords as well. And it's a, it is a great opportunity for us SEOs that you can use that knowledge that Google creates clusters and you can compare these clusters that Google created already and with comparing them to each other, you can base your decision on data, which keywords should be ranked together and which keywords should be separated into separate articles or shouldn't be placed on your website at all. And basing your uh, content strategy that takes into account uh, these clusters that Google already created makes this bulletproof strategy and you basically know what to write about next from the perspective of the topic that you analyzed. And the last takeaway I mentioned in the beginning is the snowball effect. And this is real, really. And you, don't, you, you can definitely win a small niche with the small domain with just the content. And this is a, a live case study that I, I presented on the SEO con that even fighting with big players like Etsy, Amazon, like big e-commerce stores, you can build this topical relevance through these clusters and win the serves with content because you become an expert in specific niche. So what is crucial to achieve that is that you have to publish with regular cadence. You have to stay within your clusters and not trying to write about every single topic from IT, focus on specific uh, element. If you are about gardening, focus on like organic gardening. Don't try to be an expert in rakes, uh, seeds and pots and every everything. So uh, keep the pace, write optimized content and you will get there. And that's it. That's, that's, that's the best summary of the presentation. One of the most, I fully agree with what you're saying, the keyword research and looking for keywords and organizing those keywords is probably one of the things that should be done a lot, but is always underdone, if that is a word. How should we get people to do that more? How should we get clients to understand how that is important? And, and how often should people do that? How often should they come back to the research and, you know, uh, do the analysis? Yeah, underdone is definitely a good word because uh, keywords clustering uh, is extremely time consuming if you don't have the right tools for that. Like imagine uh, semantic clustering when you have 10,000 keywords to group together and the only way you can join them is that uh, based on their semantic commonness. So you include all of the keywords uh, that contain shoes, t-shirts, uh, I don't know, trousers and so on, other apparel stuff into buckets. And these buckets you can divide by the color, by the type, by the model. And uh, the keywords clustering uh, is not so common yet because there are not so many tools that can help you automate that process. And actually you can build the tool on your own. It is not that um, expensive and it is not that time consuming. I explained that as well in the presentation uh, that you can use some Python algorithms uh, borrowed from science and even basic uh, Python skills will be enough to build such a cluster that will compare sets of keywords to each other and decide whether this set is similar to the other so we can join or this set is definitely different so it's a separate topic and you have to uh, treat it separately. And results speaks from their, themselves uh, when it comes to convincing clients. Um, you had another, another question about uh, time frame and reviewing mm -hmm. it. So 
I would say that uh, you can create a content strategy for three to six months and it will be a good idea to redo the clusters uh, again based on real-time data. It is important because uh, your competition won't sleep uh, during that six months. So it will be a good idea to revise your priorities and uh, decide whether you have to like redo the clustering and well change the order of executing uh, articles based on how common they are because like your competitors may start covering a topic about like i don't know new headphones and you want to be up to date with what they publish uh, so 3 to 6 months is a is a is a good timing the clustering should mean that we should always cover uh, the group of the keywords for the specific niche, do everything in there and then move to a separate niche or to a, a common exactly. or to a similar niche. So would that be whatever needed, maybe five, maybe 50 articles or landing pages on that topic and then move to the next one? Is that going to allow us to um, better rank not only for that niche but for the for the whole together? It is important to mention that we have two levels of clusters. And the first level of clusters is a like cluster of clusters, so cluster of topics for the domain. And regarding the specific URL, you have a cluster of keywords. So uh, if you are considering cluster of the domain, uh, you should cover as many topics that were found during the clustering process as possible. And regarding uh, covering uh, keywords within the uh, specific URL, uh, you have to provide this comprehensive information to the end user. And if Google created the cluster, including like five, 10, maybe 15 topics, and they should be joined together, you have to make sure that your article is comprehensive enough to provide information for all of these topics, all of these questions in that manner. So the content will be complete and you won't get those negative behavioral signals from your visitors because they mm. didn't, uh, they aren't fully satisfied with the result. Okay. And people who are not uh, Python programmers like myself can use tools like Surfer or others. All right. I uh, just wanted to check on that. All right. I think that's it. Uh, I think we got a very good idea on how to approach the clustering keywords here. Um, Michael, where can people find you? Do you have any future conference uh, plans? Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so the best place to connect with me is uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you'll find me there by searching my name. Um, and regarding the future plans for the conferences, well... Not really, unfortunately. <laughs> Looking forward right. to the changes in the market. Yeah, let's see what's going to happen uh, once summer comes. I'm very eager to go to uh, the Croatian seaside and see what's happening. I think that's it. The podcast for everyone who's listening, go and subscribe. We will be back every 14 days, every two weeks with new speakers from uh, all the different conferences. We started with SEO because SEO is close to my heart. And of course, we started with Michal because uh, the topicality is extremely important and extremely timely in SEO. Michal, thank you very much for being a guest and everyone else have a great day and see you. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.